Welcome team. Now you know when I say team, I want to treat you like any athlete I ever work with and that is expose you to other people. Other people that might inspire you, teach you, share wisdom with. Um, you can always, I always try to let anyone, in particular you listeners, learn off other people who are at the top of their game no matter what their game is. So today I am pumped to bring to you Cam Murray. Cam Murray for me is, he's at the top of his game but there's also so much more to come. So when I say, when I introduce you Cam, thanks for coming on the show to start with. But I just want to say... I'm, I'm sharing you with the listeners because you're at the top of your game at origin level. You've now played for your country, but I know there is so much more to come. So thanks for coming on the show, Cam. No worries, mate. Pleasure to be on. Mate, you know what I'm going to start with? And then who knows where this will go. Nothing is scripted. I always do these chats as if uh, someone's just sitting having a coffee with you or, or you and I. Uh, having a beer, having a meal, however it may be, I find that's how people do their best learning. I don't want anything scripted. I've got nothing prepared, but I'm just going to start by telling a story, and then we might get your take on the story, Cam. It would be interesting to hear yeah. your uh, memories of it. Yeah, well. So, Origin three, State of Origin three. For those people that don't follow Origin, millions of viewers the biggest sporting event, the biggest TV event in our country, in Australia, for you international listeners. It is the biggest sporting event. There's about 15 minutes to go, Cam, and you were exhausted. You were, you were out on your feet, and my job at the time was to run out and have a pretty hard, honest conversation with you, which, which was almost... Uh, with love, but very violent. <laughs> oh, not violent, yeah, that's probably the wrong word, but uh, it was basically, in a nice way, it was do not dare stop moving. And you'd actually already asked me to make sure I kept reminding you of the occasion that it was, so I already knew you were after this type of feedback. But the coach's instruction was to keep you moving. So we looked at each other in the eye and I said, do not even think about stopping. Next thing I look over and you're saving a try, chasing someone down, chasing their winger down, saving a, what yeah. would be a certain try. I, so my version of it, Cam, was I kept running off the field and I kept saying, Freddie, Bedsy, we had um, we had Craig Fitzgibbon up in the box, we had Greg Alexander, we had Tom Lovell, Sports Science, we had everyone. I said, everyone, keep an eye on Cam Murray. He is gone have a look you might need to sub him get him off the field but don't worry i'll run out and i'll keep him going so i would run yeah. out i keep talking to you i would run off hey boys keep an eye on cam murray you might want to use that last interchange on him i would run back out i'd try to keep you going i run back anyway the story goes they didn't substitute you they substituted somebody else and they left you on because they trusted you. And I'll go back on that. I'll go back on why they trusted you. But there's now I'll take it down to t 45 seconds left in the game. It's 20 all. The game is just about to go to golden point unless you back yourself. Now, most people in your position, Cam, in the middle of the field under that level of fatigue would usually just maybe show the ball, dig in, get tackled, play the ball, just do a simple job. Uh, 
something happened there where Mitchell Pearce obviously called for the ball and you, yeah. under that amount of fatigue, were able to back yourself past that ball. Mitchell Pearce, who was backing himself, passed the ball to Turbo. Turbo gives it to Fergo. Fergo goes the length of the field. Tedesco backs himself, scores in the corner. And it's yeah. that's one of the most historic moments ever. Could you tell us your version of that? And then I want to go back to why I, I might share with you why the coaches trusted you so much to leave you on the field. But could you take us to maybe that last 10, 15 minutes, how you were feeling, the try saver, and also that pass with 40 seconds to go? Yeah, also... Um yeah, like you said, I was pretty out of my feet. One of the most, um, probably the most fatigued I've ever felt in a, in a footy game, hands down. Um, so Origins definitely definitely lived up to um, its reputation of being one of the toughest arenas in um, not only Australian sport, but worldwide sports. So, um, yeah, I was definitely feeling it with 15 minutes to go. And I think um, I think I took a carry um, on the last play. So I was playing the ball fifth and last and they kicked and they kicked it and you know I was chasing my tail just to get in the kick chase line and I was a little bit back and then um they made a break straight from that sort of um straight from the kick and um you know I was already back about 20 meters and was probably telling myself I was being lazy not getting the kick chase line so the least I could do was at least do my best to chase the wing I think Corey Oates was the one that made the break down and do my best to um to make up for not being in the kick chase line and um yeah he's he's pretty quick Corey so I think I got a I think I just got a finger or a finger or, or a hand on him and I actually missed the tackle but I clipped his um I think I clipped his um his feet a little bit and he stumbled a bit and slowed up and lucky there was some cover defense I think Jakey Trebojevic was coming across and someone else stopped that tackle but it was a pretty hectic five minutes for me because a couple minutes before that I made a break and you know we didn't we didn't execute that we didn't score off that and when we turned the ball over a few times after that and um, and yeah it was a pretty hectic five minutes for me so I was out of my feet I'd, I'd done a bit of running um, I was out of my feet and we pretty much defended I think for the next ten minutes or so when you know I found myself in I was in all sorts I was you know I found myself out in the center ta- out in the center position I made a cover tackle out there and. Um, was in the washing machine a little bit in the middle as well as 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 it happens sometimes when you when you just keep keep defending. So um, I was out of my feet and I think we had um, it was it was it was uh, I'm not sure what the score was, but it was it was tied and um, we had one set um, coming out of our end, um, like you said, the last minute. And it was about tackle three or four, and we practiced this shape before. Like, like normally the, out, the outside backs would take a few carries, and then um, Corker or, or or one of the back rows would lay a scrum line, and and we and we'd come up in like an arrow shape with the middles, and 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 we were lucky we had some pretty good ball playing middles there. And I just happened to find myself in the position where the ball came straight to me, and I knew I knew that um, I knew the context of the game, even though I was fatigued. I knew that. Um, you know, we needed to score. I knew that um, the best chance of us scoring was just to get the ball into the in, into the playmakers' hands and, and for them to do their magic and get it out wide. So I knew I had to get it to someone, and, and Mitch Pierce was there. So I threw like a semi-long ball to Mitch Pierce, and um, you know that was my job done, and, and the rest is history. He threw a cutout ball, like you said, to, to Tommy, and Tommy um, drew him past the winger, and Fergie was down the 
down the right sideline, I think, um, passed it to Teddy and, and he scored in the corner. And my last effort was the ga- for, for that game was um, running as fast as I could from about the 40 meter, our 40 meter mark to the huddle where all the boys were celebrating the win. And um, yeah, it was one of the hardest, but the most enjoyable 60 meter sprint I think I've done in my life because I knew, you know, it, we just won the series. So. Yeah, it's crazy. It was, it was, it's something that I still, I still find hard to come to grips with, and I still find hard to sort of, um, you know, believe and, and even recall um, with my own memory. It's I have to watch it back to sort of remind myself of what happened, just because it's all massive blurs. So, um, yeah, def- <laughs> it's definitely something. It's definitely something that, yeah, I, I'll forever be grateful for for being in a, in that position, being part of such a such a great side and such a historic sort of Origin series. Mate, I have just got goosebumps. <laughs> I have got, in particular, when you said your last effort was that sixty-meter sprint to celebrate. So, so yeah. I was on the field. Also, I'd been, <laughs> I'd been screaming at you about ten seconds before you passed the ball. So I was still on the field, and um, I, I was obviously the excitement of the try was unbelievable. But my first instinct, a bit like yours, my first instinct was to turn and sprint to the staff to celebrate with yeah. with uh, my team, if you like, um, or our, yeah. our team. Because um, I think it's a bit cheesy if I'm coming celebrating with you boys at that moment. But but I do. <laughs> I, I actually feel like I need to celebrate that with, with our staff. And I, I turned around to sprint to the sideline and, mate, Brad Fittler had sprinted on the field Uh, he's sprinting like with his art like mate you couldn't hold him back and i still knew that there was about 20 seconds left on the clock and i had these visions of oh no they're going to penalize us because freddie was on the field or something yeah and i screamed at him get off the field and oh mate you've just given me goosebumps but let me tell you why you were on the field at that moment there's a there's a there's a powerful thing in in sport and in business and in anything around trust like any successful team is trust now you can't just say trust each other you've got to have reason for some reason you've got to give people reason to trust you now from the very first moment the very first impression we ever had of you in an emerging camp when you're a kid before you even made the senior squad was you, uh, your work ethic. You, uh, you did back yourself. You, uh, your attention to detail. You, you never ever stop. You just keep going and going and going. There was, from the very first impression. So there's a little hidden message there for everyone that you get one first impression. You get one shot at a first impression. So from your your very first impression to us was powerful. Then we also threw you in some situations where we wanted to test your character a bit and have a look. Um, I remember coming to you one day on the bus. We you'd heard that we we're going to do some full contact sparring that night, and I come and yeah. said, "Hey, mate, just relax. Don't worry. You looked like you're having a bit of a nervous first day in camp." <laughs> I said, no, yeah. "Just relax, mate. Don't worry. Um, I don't expect you to be a fighter. I just want you to. I just want to see how you have a dig." And then I don't know if you're pretending to me that you've never boxed or not, but. We threw you in that boxing ring, mate, and you didn't stop. And I even put a world-class boxer on you. I threw him on you, and I said, mate, yeah. put some pressure on this kid. I want to see what he does. And that was below Akaway, if you remember. Yeah, and he starts belting you, and you just went toe-to-toe with a world... Like, he's ranked number four in the world, boxer. Um, yeah. 
and you went toe to toe body shots. Luckily, um, we pulled back the head shots, but um, but it well, wasn't so much. It wasn't so much about your fighting skills. It was about we wanted to see your character, and I was stood about a meter from you, and I just kept letting it go, let it go, let it go, and and you didn't stop until I tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Okay, that's enough." So there's those things. Then there's other things that the coaches look at. They, they study your game every week. They study your stats, your numbers, but also other things that don't get measured by stats. They're looking at that. And at that moment, I was running off telling the coaches, you better sub Cam Murray, you better sub Cam Murray. They just trusted you. There was no panic. They stayed calm. Brad Fittler was calm, Danny Badiris was calm, upstairs in the box the boys were calm and it was almost like they didn't hesitate to leave you on there. So the reason you were out there for that special moment was because they trusted you mate and I probably want to take that back now is that work ethic you had like maybe let's go to where you grew up, how you grew up, um, what your background is like. Let's share that with the listeners because there's, there's some little messages in there around trust and first impressions and backing yourself, but let's find a little bit out about Cam Murray. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know where to start, really. I, I've always played footy. I started when I was about four years old, I think. I, I started at Mascot Jets down at Lestrange Park in, in Mascot and fell in love with the game straight away. And I don't know, I've got... Um, I've had really good people around me my whole life who have, um, you know, pushed me to do my best. They've always um, given me the best resources and um, been really good role models, I guess, in my life to sort of um, put me in, in a trajectory where, you know, I'd, I'd sort of, they've sort of do everything they can and as best they can to, to you know, make me grow up with a, I guess, a determined and, um, you know, I guess kind of like a uh, introverted kind of mind, uh, motivation kind of way. So, I don't know, my, my dad's always been my, my biggest role model and he's always been one of those people there to, to keep me grounded and um, keep me grateful and, and stuff like that for everything around me and, um, yeah, always do my best. So, I don't know, I, can't, I could never put it, um, I guess I could never pinpoint one moment or, or a certain sort of... Um, period of my life where I sort of clicked and and, and sort of instilled, uh, I guess, those um, characteristics that I try and base um, my life on, not just on the footy field, but off the field as well. So, um, like I said before, I've grown, I've grown around uh, people who have been really positive and, and really sort of um, great, role, great role models for me. And, um, yeah, I've just, um, I've just always sort of, try to do to do my best in everything that that I face and, and make sure that I can you know I guess leave that I guess whatever I do if say if it's if it's for you leave that training field happy with what I've done um, make sure that I'm really across um, all my um, you know like my personal sort of uh, recovery and um, I guess p- personal criticism as well I know when I, I guess I, I, I know when I've done what I wanted to do, and I, and I also know that when I've, um, you know, when I've taken some shortcuts and when I'm not being honest with myself. And Cam, we're obviously not doing this podcast face to face, which is how I prefer them. We're all in isolation at the moment, and we just had a hiccup on the phone. But where you got to was absolute gold so far, and I, I just want to 
take you through a couple of little hidden gems of gold that you've come out with there in what you were saying was first of all you had a, a good support team around you you had good people so basically number one yeah. surround yourself with good people um yeah you you then talked about um a lot of stuff you've been been grateful for you talked about um how you want to leave every session happy with what you've done you you went into the attention to detail that you go into and in particular yeah. no shortcuts um yeah. mate there is i could write a chapter of a book already on all the things you've just mentioned because i know you felt like yeah. you said there was no one particular thing but you've just shared some absolute gold there mate um and you were on a roll, and I'm just so disappointed that the phone service cut out. <laughs> no, mate, I can get back to it if you like. Yeah, well, let's let's see if. Uh, basically, I got up to the part where you you got to know shortcuts. It, it's always for me. It's always been about um, you know living with yourself and being proud of what you've done and making sure that you're honest with yourself and um, not giving yourself or making sure that you're honest with yourself in in. Um, in your criticism and and recognizing, uh, I guess, um, you know when you've, um, I guess when you've you know hit some shortcuts or when you've given yourself some excuses as to not do something or something like that. So um, yeah, I guess it's all it's something that you know you can't do overnight. It's something that's, um, an, I guess, an acquired sort of uh, mindset, and and that comes from experience and consistent actions and and like i said before surrounding yourself with good people and making sure that you're building that um i guess that uh powerful and, and that winner thing to do your best do so like i said it's um yeah yeah, yeah. you are speaking with words of wisdom like a uh Usually I tell people to talk to anybody old because uh, you can. they have years and years of wisdom to share. Now I'm talking to somebody young and I feel like I'm talking to somebody who's... who's uh, you got me there? You there, mate? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Cut out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just saying that, mate, I, I, talk, I tell anyone to talk to... talk to anybody old because they have so much wisdom to share, but... Yeah, exactly. The stuff I'm getting out of you, <laughs> I'm talking to somebody young here, Cam. <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, you seem mature beyond your years. So I know you can't put uh, any, you can't put it down to any one thing. But um, I think you're a, a massive, massive credit to obviously your parents. Um, massive credit to any coaches or teachers that have ever trained you or coached you or or helped you along the way because. Mate, some of the stuff you just shared shared with the listeners will, I hope they pass it on to younger athletes that are trying to make their way. They don't even have to be athletes to um, succeed in whatever they're doing with with the advice you've just given, mate. So, um, talk to me about you, you loved footy from four or five years old. Your father played, right? Yeah, he played. Yeah, pretty much. He played. Um, he was like me. He was a South Junior as well. Played for the same um, junior club that I played. For for um it's probably a big reason why i played for them as well but um yeah he went he, he pretty much followed the same sort of um pathway as me i guess he um played for his junior club went, went through the south juniors and i think he played about 
10 to 15 first grade games for South Sydney as well. So, um, yeah, that's like like I said, um, I surrounded myself. Well, obviously, it was hard not to surround myself uh, like around my parents and my dad, and and, I, and he was always my biggest role model growing up. I fell in, I fell in love with rugby league probably, um, and a main reason for that was probably because of dad and his achievements and. Um, what I was around and, and, you know, my environment as a kid, it was just something that I guess was inevitable for me and it was in my DNA, you know, coming through that um, I was always going to fall in love with, with rugby league because um, I guess my dad followed a similar ju- um, journey and was just so so easy for me to transition into into that since I was a kid. Yeah, right. And did you, um, is there any other players you followed or have you looked even outside of the game to learn off other people or other athletes? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess when I was a young kid, I never really idolised anyone um, in particular. I always looked up to, you know, the greats of the game. I looked up to, um, especially in the forward pack, I think. Um, I think the person I sort of first kind of fell in love with and, and really wanted to be like um, was when Sammy Burgess come over from the UK in 2010 and he was kind of the person that I looked up to the most and I really wanted to base my my game around it and be like him and it just so happened that, um, you know, I got my opportunity in, in uh, late 2016, my first pre-season with South and sat next to him in the locker room and um, someone that I was, you know, drawn to straight away and um, for, you know, for the last two to three years of his career, I, sh- I shared the field with him, I shared the locker room with him, I did everything with him and I learned a lot of him as well and he's, um, you know, that couldn't, there probably wasn't someone to um, in the game at, at, at that time that I could have that could have been better to learn off. He, he's he's not only you know one of the arguably greatest ever um, locks or locks or, or forward general to, to play NRL, but he's also got such a strong mindset and he's such a good person to sort of learn off and um, base not only you know my rugby league game but just how i approach everything in life he's got he's so mentally strong he's such a likable character as well and he's got a a lot of the stuff that i that i sort of implement into into my mindset and my game now is um what i've learned off sammy and uh, and other people that i've been around uh, particularly in the last couple years um you know around the football club and and i guess just in general it's um yeah, he's so he's probably one of the well, he's probably the the the, the person that I learn the most off, especially coming through, um, and 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 beginning my journey in the NRL. Mate, that's great to hear. He he would be a fantastic podcast. I've got a story for you there. My experience with Sammy when when he first came to the NRL, we had remember the NRL All Stars. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I remember watching that game. It was crazy. Yeah, right. So. Your current coach, Wayne Bennett, was coaching the team and I was working with him and similar to my story about talking to you on the field, I had to, uh, the Indigenous team came back and scored like a couple of minutes before, might have been a minute to go and they'd taken the lead and I basically said to Sammy behind the goalpost, mate, I need you to force an error off this kickoff. You have to. That's all we've got left. And he goes, all right, lad. And he, he go over the kickoff, mate. He chased that hard, and he hit someone that hard. They dropped the ball, and um, actually a little fight kind of erupted, and everyone comes running in. And but anyway, it was the end of the game. Nothing happened out of it, and um, I said to him, "Geez, you're easy." We had a laugh after. I said, "You're easy to uh, 
get you to do what you're told. He goes, just doing my job, lad. Just doing my job. <laughs> but, but it was just like, I just thought, what a legend. And then I loved following his career out here when he was in Australia ever since. I mean, I don't even think he played. Did he? He came straight into an NRL All-Stars team, I think. Before yeah, he didn't he play. Played. It was his yeah, first, yeah that right. was his first game in Australia. I think, That's right. Since he, since coming over. Oh mate, he was a champion. He was yeah, a champion bloke around the camp, but also just that moment. All right, lad. All right, lad. Yeah. Says to me. Yeah, yeah. He'd be great to um. Have yeah, he's a, a pretty impressive guy. Oh, awesome, mate. Well, Cam, I could uh, talk to you forever, but that that is perfect for the boy, for the listeners and. Um, might get you on here again one day because like i said at the, the start of this episode i feel you're at the top of your game but yeah. i just know there's so much more mate there's you, you have got a big career ahead of you and i've been so privileged and grateful to be a small part of it in those camps we have yeah um, and uh thanks for your time today mate no no problem mate appreciate it thank you i'll catch you soon hey this episode of GTE is brought to you by Painaway, Australia's number one joint and muscle relief since 1999. Find out more at painaway.com. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of GTE with Hayden Knowles. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review to help grow the team.